Welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we, your tavern keepers, enhance your adventures by talking about all things D&D, whether that's monsters or anything else. Honestly, whatever floats your goat, that's what we're going to talk about. I'm your host, Braden Figgins, and I'm joined by my other amazing tavern owners. I don't know. We're, we're workshopping the idea of tavern keepers, okay? But we're going to first start off with Sam. I don't think we've started off with you yet. So, Sam, introduce yourself and tell us, ooh, tell us your favorite month. I don't know. Don't tell us anything. Just introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. Sam is awesome. He's great. Uh, Haley. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley. Haley is awesome as well. She ran a great uh, uh, one shot at Fanex. It was really fun. She's a fantastic DM, everyone. Uh, Kendall. Hi, I'm Kendall. I have COVID. Do you actually have COVID? Yeah. Oh, L. That's an L. You guys thought I was just cosplaying COVID. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Hunter. Hi, I'm Hunter. I don't have COVID. And I never have. Good, I've had it twice. It's not fun. Anywho, in today's episode... We are getting a little spooky because it is that time of year where we can get the spook on and it don't matter because it's spooktober. So today we are going to be talking about the scariest monsters to fight and or if not, not, you wouldn't want to see in an alley in Dungeons and Dragons. So every uh, the main point of combat is to fight something. So you got to fight something. So Wizards of the Coast has created a menagerie. Is that, did I say that word right? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, A menagerie of different monsters and characters that you can fight. And there are some that are kind of cute, like the, uh, the flump, which is like this, which is like this ethereal jellyfish things to those that are downright terrifying, like a Tarrasque, the hardest monster in the entire D and D universe to fight. There, there, there's a question. Oh yeah, go ahead. Do you seriously think jellyfish are cute? Bro, look up a flump D&D 5e right now. How do you spell that? F-L-U-M-P-H. I don't like that. That's not cute. Bro, you are like the one person in the entire D&D like, universe that does not think it's cute. I'm telling y'all right now, this is the inspiration behind the flying spaghetti monster. Okay. <laughs> okay. It looks exactly like it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there are various different species and types of monsters that you would encounter in a D&D world, but there are some that can be used by your dungeon masters to inflict fear and terror into the hearts of the players themselves. And we want to give dungeon masters the ability to do that because we like pain. I don't know. We like enjoying. We like terror. So. Or that's a little what bit gonna... of suffering makes the day go by. True. Absolutely. As a dungeon master, I agree. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to be kind of break it up into like lower level encounters from like your first to fifth level, fifth, six to ten, blah, blah, blah. And then up to a higher level mo- monsters, high, higher combat rating monsters, higher level encounters that you can play in your D&D world. And it's just going to be fun to listen to what we like. Figure out the D&D monsters if you don't know much about the D&D monsters. 
So I think the first thing we should talk about is what makes an encounter scary for the players. And I know Kendall has thing because we had to re-record because she was so excited and she jumped the gun before I asked the question. Bruh, I have a fever. Don't even. You're good. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> um, so I learned a lot about what I think is scary with this because mine are all pretty similar. Um, and what I think would be scary for me as a player is encountering something otherworldly that has malicious intent but doesn't quite fit that description. If that makes sense. What would be like a real like what's an example of that? So the monster I chose for the challenge rating one through five is a banshee. And if you don't know what a banshee is, that are they scream really loud and make you scared. Yeah, and then also they're based off of Celtic folklore and um they're really cool. Like they this isn't a D and D thing, but they can people will see banshees weeping while they wash blood off of clothes. And if you see that, that means you're going to die or someone you love is going to die. It's also, if you hear the scream, they're kind of like heralds of death in a way. Yeah, like if for you hear sure. The scream, something bad is going to happen, whether that's to you or just someone. Um, and also yeah. if you live in the United States, there is a legend in the badlands. I believe that's in South Dakota called the Banshee of the Badlands, and she has a friendly skeleton that plays the viol violin, and if you hear that in the fiddle, one of the two, if you hear that, you better run because she's coming for you. Nice. That's so much fun. Mm -hmm. So you're talking like supernatural, aber like supernatural ghosts and like aberrations then? Yeah, for sure. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think something like a, um, beholder was scary i would think a banshee is scary yeah if you were to see that just anywhere out in the real world it'd be terrifying like just any any ghost like women in white kind of deal la la, yeah. la what is it la Llorona? like that's terrifying yeah in it really any is. sense um i think for me one of the scariest things when it comes to encounters is um just like anything undead is kind of scary but also those things that are kind of like uncanny valley when the dm describes something that is just like it's nondescript and just like for example i'm terrified of slender man because of the uncanny valley feel of him just because of the unknown that fear that kind of grows no face he just wears a suit and stands there like what's his motive what's all that those are the monsters that kind of scare me where you really don't understand what they're going on and the, the way they're described and their movements just kind of creep you out. It just is unnatural and weird in all aspects of a creature that shouldn't be alive. I can see where you're coming from. I mean, a couple of the monsters I've picked do do basically come from a lot of movement kind of based things. Just things that either, like you said, they move weird. But another thing is they just they don't look right. It just, it looks completely unnatural and it's a little off-settling if you were to see something like that. And we'll have up on our Instagram photos of some of the monsters we talk about so that you kind of are aware of what we're, what we're talking about and you can kind of gain your own feeling from that. I think a lot of the terror in a, an encounter, though, comes from the way that the DM 
can describe it and ha- like how they handle the situation. Yeah. Because I've, do you remember the Banshee you fought, Kendall? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Like, was that, I, was the combat the scary part or was the lead up to the combat when I would turn on eerie music and you're in a cave and you'd hear the Banshee coming so you'd have to hide? Like, what, like I'm just curious, is what was, was there anything scary in particular scary about that encounter? Yeah, um, definitely the woman singing in the background, um, and uh, definitely like the leading up to the battle. I don't remember feeling really scared during the battle, but the lead up to it, I was pretty terrified. And it was my proudest DM moment. Was that fear? <laughs> Sam, what's sca- uh, going? Oh, sorry, Haley, go. I was just gonna say, going along with that, I think a lot of it is from presentation that like background music that you can put on and just the unknown stuff. I'm going to agree with you on that, Brayden. A lot but of the- I was going to say, go ahead. My bad. I keep getting, um, no, you're good. This, see, this um, is another reason why I think we should get cameras. It's much it, easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that really makes me uncomfortable is, a threat other than death. As in what? You know, like, every monster is going to kill you, but I think becoming a thrall is a lot scarier than dying. Like a vampire thrall? Yeah. Okay. Not being able to control yourself and having someone else control you. That brings up another topic I think would be interesting to discuss, whether it's in, like, right now or in another podcast. Is it okay for your DM just to kind of take control of your character and you'd have to make a new character because of that? Depends. Oh. I think we could. I think I if that. Yeah. <laughs> it's spicy. I think it depends on how it happens. Because, like, for example, with vampire spawn or vampires, if you get by, by a vampire and die, you turn into a vampire thrall or spawn or whatever it is. And that's, but you died. Your character is dead. But if it were to be like a, oh, by the way, I mind controlled your character and now you're mine and there wasn't really talked about it before then. then yeah, it's... I was going to say you, you definitely have to talk to your player and be like, is that something you'd be okay with maybe down the line happening? Like, if your player doesn't want you to take control of your, their character, then I don't think you should. Yeah. Because they're there to have a good time, you know? Yeah, agreed. I think, I, like we've said it before, but the biggest thing is just that DM setting the the uh, the tone for the encounter, for the buildup and all that. A lot of horror comes from the buildup of everything, and it's extremely hard to be scary in a Dungeons & Dragons settings when there's, no vis- there's not a ton of visual. It's imagination. It's like you can be a horror director, and you can be phenomenal at it, but I think horror authors are the true kings of horror because you don't see anything you are just reading something and you're imagining the terror that comes from it and that's what scares you like so in a in a dm has it almost even harder because you're not you're describing it you're not that your players are not reading it you are the ones describing the fear to them and you have to give that emotion to them through your own words and your descriptions stephen king is phenomenal with that he is such oh, a yeah. good horror author. Like, there's a reason he's as big as he is because of that. Um, 
Do we talk about the monsters we want to go into? Yeah, let's talk about the monsters. Let's meet the monsters. Let's meet the monsters. Okay. What are your guys's for a low-level encounter? What are your guys's... I mean, you said Banshee, uh, and you kind of explained that a little bit, Kendall. Mm -hmm. But everyone else, what are that low-level encounter that you would find terrifying to face as a character and as a person, like, as a human being? Um, I chose a harpy just because the way they're described, it's like the upper body of a female human, but the lower part is like reptilian with scaly legs and clawed feet and the hands are clawed too. Um, and they have this thing called, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but they like can sing. And if you fail a saving throw, they can just make you do whatever so it's going along with that threat other than death kind of thing yeah yeah i think harpies themselves are like a really i feel like most campaigns have you face harpies at one point or another um because they're kind of a well-known uh monster just in like what is it greek folklore that they're from kendall yeah they're from greek Folklore. Yeah, that Greek folklore where it's just that idea of this monstrous creature can then just sing like la 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 or whatever. And um I'm cutting that out. Holy crap, that was bad. Uh leave it in. <laughs> you gotta leave that in. Okay, whatever. And then you you have no control over your character anymore. Mine yep. is a little bit different. Mine is called a gibbering mouther. Uh, let me read this description for you guys, because I think it'll kind of help you visualize in your mind a little bit. So yeah, it sounds official, a bit like a Victorian insult. It honestly, probably was, if I'm being honest. But in the, the monster manual description is, of all the terrors created by foul sorcery, gibbering mouthers are among the most wicked and depraved. This creature is the composite eyes, mouths, and liquefied matter of its former victims, tormented by the destruction of their bodies and absorption into the mouther. Those victims gibber incoherently and are forced to consume everything in reach. I, I now, sent I a, a picture Ew. of it in the Discord. Now, I, I don't That's know about you, but man. If, you, if you see that thing slowly moving towards you... Dude, I'm yeah, jumping I'm, in. Oh, I mean, go for it. But I mean, I'm, I'm driving dude. right in. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be weird. You just, you're just going about your day, and you just start hearing all these, these different voices, all these different, just incoherent voices, just coming from this one singular form. I wouldn't even call it a body, but yeah, that'd be, it'd be terrifying to see. I'm all for it. <laughs> no judgment. It's just, it's a very. It's one of those, it's just the, what's the word? The things that shouldn't exist kind of deal. Yeah. And it's just there and it's terrifying in it's, all it aspects. It looks wrong. Yes, it looks absolutely wrong. Uh, Sam, what is your monster? So my monster, I like because what I've chosen isn't really more like physical danger to the party. It's more like emotional trauma. At least it would be for me. I've I have chosen what's called the Shrieker. The Shrieker looks more of a plant than a monster. Uh, it doesn't really have much of a description. 
which makes me a little sad, but it takes the appearance of just like common fungus that you'd find out in the woods. But when anyone comes within a certain distance of it, it becomes disturbed and it shrieks loudly. It screams. It something that's just very unexpected in the middle of the woods, especially if you're in the spooky nighttime campaign setting. Um, it will continue to shriek and it will. Uh, yeah, just it just screams. And I don't like that. I think it could really build a horrifying atmosphere because if you don't know where the screaming's coming from, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Imagine you're out camping and you're just walking along and all of a sudden you just hear this shriek. Oof. You're just screaming right out of the blue. And it's literally, there's nothing around you. You can't see anything. There's just mu- like a mushroom around you and it just is shrieking in your ear. Like... That's my nightmare. I love to go camping, but if I hear anything human that I'm not looking forward to, like expecting to hear, I'm out. Like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm and- also just not a big fan of mushrooms. I think they're disgusting in every way, shape, and form. Amen. They're way lighter than right. they look. They feel gross. They've got these weird frills. I just, oh yeah, the frills bad. underneath it are disgusting. Ugh. I just and I feel like that's the, the terror that can come from D&D is that you it's not just like animals or monsters that can kill you it's the plant life too oh no <laughs> let's fight some shrooms Sam you're going to love the final boss for the one shot Oh, by the way, uh, on Halloween, we'll be releasing oh, a one-shot. Oh, is it a giant mushroom man? Not quite. Guess we'll find Funny out, Mario. right? Guess what, Haley? You're going to love my character for the one-shot. I'm going to break everything <laughs> you've got planned for us. We have some fun characters for that, and you guys, you, you oh guys should be excited God. for that. On Halloween, we'll be doing our first one-shot, which is just like a mini, like one-session campaign for all of you. Um, this part if it's not true and if you guys like it maybe we'll start recording our own campaign posting those on the podcast yep that's true as well i'll be playing a cleric for the first time ayo let's see just for your information Haley, i do have a passive perception of 25 so. i expect nothing less from you hunter <laughs> that's what it's all about um my creature that i find scary to face at lower levels like this would definitely be something that you face kind of towards the higher end like level four or level five because it's a little bit higher of a combat rating for a monster and combat rating is just how they determine it i don't i don't understand combat rating completely it's really confusing but it's how they determine the difficulty of a monster that you will fight based off of some numbers somehow um but it's called a bodak b-o-d-a-k and they're like these undead, uh, necrotic, pulsing creatures. Just like grayish skin pulled taunt against their skin, wearing like old rags. And um, I've always imagined them just like, like if you're just in the dark and then all of a sudden you hear this like guttural like thumping. Just that's how I imagine them sounding. You just hear this guttural thump just constantly, just slowly getting closer and closer. Until you can just feel your life force just begin to get sucked away. In a sense, they kind of like 
do like what a Dementor would do is they kind of slowly suck your life away. They have this uh, like aura that deals a certain amount of necrotic damage if you're within it. Like there's no save, there's nothing. You just take five points of necrotic damage no matter what. And if you look into their eyes, you need to make a... Uh, let me pull it up. I had it. Isn't it like a wisdom save? It's like a wisdom saving throw. I can just pull it up right here. A constitution saving throw. Or just drop to zero hit points. Oh. Like just like that and be go on, like and be making death saving throws. The Banshee has something similar to that, doesn't yes, it? Yes. The Banshee has the whale that can do that. Just very eerie and gross creatures. Uh, so DMs, if you're looking for some low level monsters, the Bodak, the Shrieker, the Harpy, Jibbering Mouther, Banshee. I feel like a Shrieker would be good kind of as a, like a backup to a main monster. It's, it's for atmosphere. It's to yes. throw them off. It's like, yo, you're screaming in this room. It's just, there's mushrooms in there. Yeah. You, atmosphere, yeah. but also combat, uh, what's what, like terrain danger. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what like danger that could happen not from the monsters but from the 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 environmental, environmental danger. Yes, that's what I'm talking talking about. Environmental okay. danger. I I it's like late and I've been sick this week too, so my brain doesn't work. Okay, um, <laughs> but you you better no. Um, going up for higher encounters, Kendall. Oh, Kendall, you're getting your headphones. Haley, what do you have for higher encounters? So for our next level of higher ones, I have a spirit naga, which let me just read you this description. They have a human female head on a snake body. Um, their humanoid faces are framed with stringy hair and they emit a stench of carrion, making them look as foul as they smell. They, their favorite meal is rotting flesh, and they have the ability to shapeshift into human bodies or demi-human bodies. Ooh. So it's just a giant freaking woman-headed snake. Yeah, and they have this um, really cool ability where if you kill them, they come back to life and... 1d6 days and the only way to get rid of that is with a wish spell oh shoot really wow yeah wow that's insane <laughs> mm -hmm. i didn't even realize that that's crazy yeah i wish i had a place to put one of these in one of my campaigns but it's never like been in the right spot yeah i feel like when it comes to like you have to do the right setup for a lot of these monsters as well I've been yeah. listening to a lot of Critical Role to kind of just catch up to where I am. Uh, and I've just realized how good, like, Matt Mercer does to set up, like, these terrifying encounters. And so just be like, oh, by the way, you fight this. It's like, oh, there's this thing that's been happening around the town. And then they go and investigate that. Like, the setup is phenomenal. Sam, we're going to go with, back to you then. What is, what is your next monster back that you find to me? What is your next monster you find absolutely terrifying? So I don't find this one super terrifying, but I do think it feel, uh, fits a very spooky or at least creepy theme. My next monster is the Barbed Devil. 
Oh yeah. It's like a really lanky goblin, but covered in really long spikes. It's How about you read the description? Hugger. How about you read uh, the description? Medium fiend, parentheses, devil, parentheses, lawful, no. evil, armor class. <laughs> no, there's a paragraph that describes it, you butt. Can we really oh, said I'm going to read the, the entire stat block? I don't own the book. I got you, I got you. Show it. Okay. Hey, what does that mean, Sam? What does it mean that you can't see it and you don't own the book? He's on D&D &D Beyond. Hey, I'm on D&D &D Beyond, books. and I can see everything. <laughs> Um, I'm never going to buy the books and you can't make me. I'm going to make you. Uh, anyway. Try. I'm throwing that guy into the... Podcast. Okay. Barb Devil, I have it pulled up because I'm ready and I have the books. Creatures of unbridled greed and desire. Barb Devils act as guards to the more powerful denizens of the Nine Hells and their vaults. Resembling a tall humanoid covered in sharp barbs spines and hooks a barbed devil has gleaming eyes that are ever watchful for objects and creatures it might claim for itself these friends welcome any chance to fight when victory promises reward they're like really just eerie devil looking people with like weird spikes all over them and they're kind of cool i need i with the monday night group i need to work more on your guys's encounters to make them cooler I mean, you guys are literally in Mad Max right now. Yup. You guys yep. got dope freaking things. <laughs> um, my... Actually, let's go, Hunter. Uh, my monster? Yeah. All right. Um, crap, I'm trying to decide because I have like... I'm sorry, I have like 30 different monsters marked and I'm trying to decide on one for this challenge rating. You got it right now, five, four... Three, two, one, go. I have to flip the book. Uh, okay, uh, I'll go with this one. Uh, the Abolith. Abolith. Is interesting one. What That's is that? One. So the Abolith is a sea creature. Um, its description, I'll kind of go through it, is before the coming of the gods. So these are ancient, ancient things. Uh, Abolith lurked in primordial oceans and underground lakes. They reached out with their minds and seized control of the burgeoning life forms of the mortal realm. Their dominance made them like gods. Then the true gods appeared, smashing the Abolith's empire. Abolith's have never forgotten. So these. Oh, that's these, spooky. Yeah, these are these are some interesting boys. They're they're pretty big. Um, I would almost describe them. They they have a squid-like form. Uh, yeah. pretty big gaping mouth, uh, with three eyes right above it. Um, and they're, they're some nasty boys. They do have legendary actions, which will make them, uh, a bit more of an interesting encounter for your players. Uh, What's but, a legendary action? Uh, good question, I, Sam. I, I don't know. It is time for mom explanation time. I don't know if you workshop that name. Mechanics. Uh, mechanics mom. for mom. Mechanics with moms. My apologies. I'm just dumb today. My mom um, is going to cry. I'm sorry. Not Beth. No, yeah. not Beth. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, we had our first uh, supporter on uh, Spotify. Thank you so much Thanks, to mom. Kendall's mom for supporting us. That means a ton. If you guys want to support us, we have... I don't know where to do it on Spotify, but you can support us and it's just a, a monthly donation you have to the channel and we can put that, we're going to, we're going to put that towards uh, equipment so that we can be recording in the same room together. So 
If you guys want to do that, that'd be freaking dope. Don't feel like you have to because you just listening is enough support for us. But give yeah. us money. He's wrong. I mean, you have to. Give you us have your to money. Now. Money, money, money. <laughs> I got anyway. SpongeBob, uh, boy, we must record the podcast. <laughs> right. um, anyway, a legendary action. It's typically three legendary actions that you get. Um, what that means is that the creature that has the legendary actions can use uh, one, two, or three, depending on the ability they choose to use, at the end of any creature's turn, except its own, I believe. Um, and then it regains those three legendary actions after its next turn. So let, let's, it, let's it become a little bit more of a challenge and do some extra damage or just cause some mayhem for your party. But the Aboleth, I, I thought it was kind of creepy to look at, and I think I would, I would, I think I would be scared if I ran into that bad boy. Bro, could you imagine just swimming and running into that? Bro, no. Yeah. Get out of the water and never go back in. Absolutely not. Um, who hasn't, Kendall, you haven't gone yet. Yeah, um, so this is challenge rating uh, 5 through yeah. 10, right? Yeah. Okay, so mine is challenge rating 7. And like I said before, I've discovered that I like the ghosty goos. They make me creeped out. So I picked an Oni. Ooh. Yeah. So I will read the first paragraph in the description. In nursery rhymes. There we go. Nursery rhymes. That's why it's scary. <laughs> no. Um, around exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. <laughs> okay. Oni are fearsome boogeymen that haunt the nightmares of children and adults alike, yet they are very real and always hungry. They find human babies especially delicious. Oni look like demonic ogres with blue or green skin, dark hair, and a pair of short ivory horns protruding from their foreheads. Their eyes are dark with strikingly white pupils, and their teeth and claws are jet black. And then it includes a nursery rhyme about them, and I'm going to read that. Lock the door, blow out the light, the hungry Oni haunts the night. Hide and tremble, little one, the Oni wants to have some fun. Hear it scratching on the door, see its shadow cross the floor. The sun won't rise for quite a while, till then, beware the Oni smile. Mm. Yeah, so they just heckin' creepy ogre boys. We like Love creepy it. ogre boys. Yeah, and they have a plus four to strength. Onis so... are, uh, and can't they uh, shapeshift? Uh, yeah, so the Oni magically polymorphs into a smaller medium humanoid into a large giant or back into its true form. Because they're, they're technically giants in the D&D thing. They're, they're cool. I've yeah, not, they're like yeah. ogres. I've not used an Oni in um, combat before. Yeah, they're spookums. Um, they're cool. I love them. I think mine. Again, these ones aren't like... This one maybe isn't terrifying in the sense of like horror, but if like seeing this on the field, uh, just because of all the stories you've heard of it, because it's probably the most, if not, it's one of the most, if not arguably the most well known D and D monster, mm -hmm. a mind flayer. That's fair. Yeah. Mind yeah, flayers. I well, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, good. I didn't think they were scary until I started playing Baldur's Gate, and now I think they're very scary. Oh my gosh, dude, what a good game. Yeah, it's anyway, continue. So, it's giving me so many ideas for the campaign. Uh, mind Flayers, for those who don't know, 
are like you probably heard heard of them from Stranger Things, and I'm getting to let you know, it's it's not the same. That is that is not what a what a mind flayer is. Even though it's really cool in Stranger Things, a mind flayer is not that. A mind flayer is like a squid-like entity. And as I open up my book because I closed it to look at other ones because I'm a stupid dummy dumb dumb. Not true. I have great self-esteem now. Thank you. Um, mind flayers are the recovery. Yes. <laughs> also called illithids are the scourge of sentient creatures across countless worlds. Psionic tyrants, slavers, and internet dimensional voyagers. They are insidious masterminds that harvest entire races for their own twisted ends. Four tentacles, tentacles snake from their octopus-like heads. I guess octopus, not snakes. My bad. Flexing in hungry anticipation when sentient creatures come near. So they're like these people who... Um, I mean, they literally eat the brains out of people. But what's also cool with them, going off of what Haley was saying for Scary for Her Encounters, is they're not there just to kill you. They're there because the only way that their race continues on is by capturing you and implanting this little tadpole through your eye and into your brain to let it feast on your brain. And then within like a week, you become a... Uh, you go through this thing called seramorphosis. Thank you, Baldur's Gate 3, for giving me the right word. And you become a mind flayer. Nice. And these things, Not like... I'm gonna lie, these guys just sound like zombies that didn't fail math class. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, not, wizard not zombies. Wizard zombies, but they're not undead. Yeah. They're aberrations. Nah, technically, that's a, that's a lich. A actually, witch yeah, lich is a wizard zombie. Actually, actually, actually you're not undead. You're Sam, yeah. you're being so mean. No, it's fine. I made fun of him. Like one of their moves, uh, extract brain. Uh, if it hits Ooh. you, does an average of fifty-five damage. Wow. And if this damage reduces the target to zero hit points, the Mind Flayer kills the target by extracting and devouring its brain. Yummy. And then they have... I'm not going to lie, that sounds delicious. Oh, it sounds so great. Uh, mind Blast, uh, which within a 60-foot cone, <laughs> everyone in that needs to make a, these, uh, 15, a DC 15 intelligence saving throw or take 22 average psychic damage and be stunned for a minute. Whoa, it's... Ugh. Wow, that's not good. You can repeat the saving throw, but... Okay. And here's the thing. I, I guarantee we're going to have some people like, what are you guys even talking about? This is what we're going to say. Join a D&D &D group and you will understand exactly what we're talking about. Um, but basically, just know that that's a lot of damage. <laughs> even if you're like a level 7 party and that hits you, like, that's not good for anyone. If your you're wizard gets really caught... Yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. Your wizard probably has what 40 HP. Yep. So if your wizard mm -hmm. gets caught, good luck. You're dead. Um, what is some of your guys' favorite scary monsters in D D? The gelatinous cube. I think the mimic is fun. Oh yeah, mimics. I like beholders because giant floating heads are creepy. It's not a head, it's an eye. Well, it it's got a mouth. No picture. <laughs> Actually, I really, I really like dis displacer beasts. Ooh, I think they're super cool. 
they're you like just... so unique too yeah what uh do you know the in the D movie that panther like creature that could oh, like is that what that is that's a displacer yep. beast. yeah it can um like displace itself so then you think it's one place and then attacks you from another place nasty boys um i think they're super cool my favorite character character monster let me pull it up i believe it's in mordekin's tome of foes it's in volo guides to monster these are just other like source books you can have that give you more monsters yeah night walkers which this is like a um final level boss kind of deal like a campaign boss um they are these entities from what's called the uh the negative plane um giant I'll, I'll put one in the discord chat so you can see and to me oh, that's oh. true terror tall boy yeah i hate that they are terrifying that's like at least six six two six three no it's taller than that uh, they are they, considered huge creatures so it's up to like 20 feet yeah they're tall so these creatures um only a, wait, wait, let me read. So they're just uh, how would you even describe that? Like a tall, it's... shadowy, dark figure standing like 20 feet tall with horns out the back of its head and is super cute. It's also um, got hooves. Hooves yep. and claws it's for like, hands. It's like a dark giant satyr that's made out of smoke. Yes. Oh, that's actually a Great way to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I, I like to write things, so, you know. The giant satyr made out of smoke, but it's not a goat. It is the goat, but not a goat. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, basically, the way that Nightwalkers enter the world is that when someone enters the negative plane, it takes the place of the, the person that enters it in the real world. Do you want to repeat that phrase? Because I feel like I interrupted the very beginning of it. No, you're good. So the way that a Nightwalker enters the world is when someone enters into the, the negative plane, it takes the place of that creature. Yummy. Like, it has a chance of that. So these guys have um, an annihilating aura. So if you're within 30 feet of it, you must succeed on a DC 21 constitution saving throw or take an average of 14 necrotic damage and grant the Nightwalker advantage on attack rolls against it, against that creature until the start of the creature's next turn. Interesting. And then it also has one, two, it has two attacks. So it can do enervating focus, which does 28 necrotic damage. Um, or, or can use finger of doom, which if someone is within 300 feet, they may can force to make a 21 wisdom saving throw or take 26 necrotic damage and become frightened till the end of its next turn, which honestly isn't that bad. Honestly, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But if you're reduced to zero hit points by this guy, you just dead. You cannot be revived. Oh, no saving throws. Yeah. You can't be revived by any means short of a wish spell. So ninth level, the highest level spell you can get. That's the only way you can be brought back. Like these guys are terrifying. And if I like imagine, so I I, I live on the, th in the third floor apartment, 
and that thing just could look through my window. Like in the middle of the night, just imagine that thing just staring at you through your window and you're just like, okay, I'll go die now. Goodbye. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> Santa Claus is the true terrifying D&D monster. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, what is he doing watching you all year? That's so creepy, man. What's his motive? Job. Why is he giving me stuff? What else? Um, I don't know. I feel like we covered a lot of stuff. What are some other monsters you guys wouldn't want to see in a in a combat? I'm sorry. One second. Did we not do the other challenge ratings? Uh, we're at 45 minutes right now. Oh, okay. Let me go through all 35 of mine. Hang on. I don't know. Um, this one and this one and this one and this one. I've, I've really only Liches freak me out. Liches? Yeah. How because so? they're just they're just so powerful. And um this is probably because in Skyrim, you know the dragon lords? Oh yeah. Yeah. I first played Skyrim and faced the dragon lords when I was like twelve. Process. And so I was like, oh, and like so scared of them and that's just kind of stayed with me and liches are just basically zombified great wizards they're undead like they've performed yeah. a ritual to make it so that they can live forever yeah oh you're gonna hate this comparison but they're basically voldemort in zombie form um no okay never i mind. mean no that's a, that's a good way to put it i wouldn't say they're um, liches like he's not a lich because he was dead like liches yeah don't die unless i know actually because he has the horcruxes and yeah. that could be their phylactery like the way they yeah no that's actually really good thinking of it that's a really good one yeah so just picture voldemort but he's decaying yeah yeah because Vol voldemort puts his soul into a bunch of these horcruxes yeah and how liches become like forever ever ever you know living whatever you call that undead um they put their soul into like a specific like they call it a phylactery or like a stone or a relic or whatever it may be and whenever they die they go back into those so yeah, yeah that's actually a phenomenal way to put it yeah and anything that has power word kill automatically is really intimidating and what's power word kill um, it's a spell. Let me read the description really quick. It's a ninth level. Doesn't spell. sound broken yeah. whatsoever. It's it's <laughs> up there. So the lich is it's I was reading it and it said if it were a player, it'd be an 18th level spellcaster. So um you utter a word of power that you can compel one creature you can see within range to die instantly. If the creature you choose has 100 hit points or fewer. It dies. Otherwise, the spell has no effect. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's yeah. Right. It's, it doesn't sound unfair whatsoever. But you can only use yeah. it once a day, and if you get it wrong, you can't use it anymore. Like, it, ever again? Well, no, you just can't use it the rest of the day, because you only yeah. ever get one uh, ninth-level spell slot. So... Yeah. Like... Oh no, you can just kill one person every day. Like there are there are better ones that can do like Meteor Swarm. Oh yeah. But we'll talk yeah. about that when we talk about best spell, which is very situational, which might be fun. Um, any other comments about scariest D D monsters? 
I've got I've I've got two that I'd like to quickly brush over. One known as the purple worm. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh goodness, you yes. Suck it up, Buttercupski. Oh, you waited. I'm doubling up with you then. Fine. I also had purple worm on. <laughs> <laughs> you all waited too long. Too bad. Uh, basically, these are they're classified as a gargantuan monstrosity. It's uh, an Alaskan bull worm. <laughs> these boys are yeah. massive. <laughs> so th- just this giant purple worm, no eyes, not really much of a face, just this giant gaping maw that eats <laughs> through rocks and will swallow you. Yeah. That'd be pretty terrifying if I'm just going on a stroll in the mountains and that sucker shows up out of nowhere. Just Aww. Yeah. Exactly like that, word for word. Yeah, that's the exact sound it makes. How'd you know? Uh, because I am a DM and I know everything. Sure. Sure, my friend. Do not worry. Sure, I, of course sure. I know. Um, and then uh, my, my final one uh, is the Mummy Lord, which I it's it's kind of a scary boy. Uh I mean, it's a mummy. It's a higher-ranking mummy, pretty much. But the thing that really scares me about it is uh, its simple melee attack. It's just rotting fist. When it hits you, uh, you have to succeed on a constitution saving throw or be cursed with mummy rot, which means that you can no longer regain hit points. Your hit point maximum decreases by 3d6 every 24 hours after you get hit oh no and and if your hit point max goes to zero you die and your body turns to dust but then additionally that curse can only be undone with the remove curse spell or some other form of magic so that thing can be can be a little scary if it touches you remember kids consent is key (laughs) (laughs) you're right exactly um i think Haley needs to get going so i think we're gonna wrap up there um obviously dragons are terrifying too there's a bunch of other monsters in DD that we did not even cover in this podcast we could only cover a few there's probably over a thousand different monsters um easily but don't let that be something that keeps you away from looking at all the monsters to come up with the coolest and most terrifying encounter you can have because it's so fun to bring that emotion to your table especially when it comes to fear because that's dope so without anything else i think that's everything so thank you so much for coming out to the podcast i hope you enjoyed this kind of different than what we normally do we usually have a topic but like this was about all the monsters so that's really cool if you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure to hit that follow button and help us out because that is always so fun when you do that. We're also on social media at Beyond the Tavern Wall on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, you can That's where you can check out some of the monsters that we've talked about. Um, and then I, my brain is, I, I forgot how to do outros, everyone. Holy chicken. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for episodes, Beyond the tavern wall at gmail.com is the best place to go for that. Um, and as always, 
the best way to share this podcast and to help grow the podcast and so that you can have a part in it is to share this podcast with your friends and families. Word of mouth is the best way for any podcast to grow. And that is the power that we have as the host, but also you guys have as uh, fans to get this podcast to new, new heights and new levels. So, ooh, Hunter. I don't know who said it last, so Hunter. Ooh, are they sharing it with this week? You are going to share it with somebody that loves Halloween. Somebody that loves That's Halloween. Everyone. Actually, exactly. it's not. I know some people who don't. It's really depressing like and they're sad. They're, they're, you're right. But no, they're just lying. If you know someone who loves Halloween, make sure to go share the podcast with them because guess what? They'll enjoy it and they'll love it. And it's going to be great. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the episode. And everyone, say your goodbyes. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.